Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. everybody it didn't bother to say it the five minutes i was here not like hey the microphone right in front of your face isn't going to be the one that you're using <laughs> you normally just pull it over when a show starts so yeah well that, i mean this one was directly in front of my face before the show started it's also the one I mean, that we no use point for... <laughs> no this is the one that we use except for yesterday when trevor said why don't you all use that one that works it sounds just as good so you wait you used the other one yesterday the, just what i said pal really yeah yeah i did um I was. I said we had the same conversation with Trevor. I was like, we just used this one. And he was like, well, why? That one sounds better. Try it. And I did it. And he said, it all right, sounds better. Huh. Does look like it's working now over here on my side too. Interesting. You use whatever one you want, pal. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. How much you? Like I he was trying to get the dog from chasing the cat. No kidding. <laughs> I talked to Trevor last night, too. He didn't mention anything about that, Mike. What What did he mention? Uh, but We were basically just talking about how he, re, how he was redoing all the commercial breaks, and he wanted to touch on potentially a couple weeks when he's got to take a vacation, me filling in. So, Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, good how morning, your, everybody. Uh, how was your afternoon with Trevor? It was fun. <laughs> this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. It's Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. Hope everybody had a good weekend. If you were off for Juneteenth, great. Hopefully you enjoyed a long weekend. If you were not, well, it's already Tuesday, so you got through your Monday, and that's good news. And we're happy to be here. Yeah, I feel like I wasn't here all that too long ago. Filled in for the Mike Rutherford Show. He's on vacation, so you're going to get some of the roll call guys. I think Roush is doing Thursday. Justin's supposed to be doing Friday, although... We'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> Me and Trevor also talked about that. I bet I, I, I bet you all did. I'm curious how how that conversation went. <laughs> uh, it was it was fine. It wasn't really all that newsworthy of like a Monday that a U of L audience would probably love. There's plenty of UK stuff to talk about, and we're gonna get to that. But I, I didn't want to just get on the U of L guys show and go heavy on UK stuff. We talked a little UK U of L football. We talked a little U of L recruiting, 
But there was very little sports talk, as you could imagine. A lot of alien talk. If this is a... If if radio is entertainment, let me use this comparison, that like a normal show would be a normal NBA game, just for using just a... a hang with me. Using okay. a random comparison. What we did on the Rutherford yesterday was a shoot around, and then you were asked to leave. There was no, there was, it was a shoot around. There was minimal entertainment. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't our, our probably finest three hours of radio, unless you were just totally not looking for sports talk, in which case we were probably the show for you. We talked orcas, we talked the submarine that's missing, which is a wild story, and we talked aliens, aliens yeah, yeah, as Justin said. Um, but it was always it's always great getting to talk with Trevor. He can fill time if you need time to be filled. Unless you ask him to fill time, there's I was having to count how many seasons Bob Huggins coached at West Virginia versus Cincinnati. And I was like, Trevor, can you just like tell a story? Can you talk for like oh five seconds yeah. while I while I do this? And he was just like talking for five seconds. <laughs> here I am, I'm talking. <laughs> it's like Trevor, you don't shut up when we want you to shut up. And here you are. Uh, just filling time by rambling, which is kind of what we do every day, I guess, when you think about it. How was your conversation with them, Scooch? Uh, it's good. Yeah, like I said, we just talked about the commercial breaks and, and what we're going to discuss on Friday. He thinks the best way we should go about it is just open the text line and to our lives. People ask questions about our lives, see who's the most interesting character. I, don't, I told him I don't know if that would work, but I did let him know that I will be hosting. I will be bringing it on with the all right, all right, all right, which you messed up on. I was pretty disappointed, TJ. But all in all, I thought you did a great job. But well, I just wish you would have opened with the all right, all right, all right. Well, thanks. Uh, you know, that's that's Rutherford's thing. So. Yeah, but you're covering his show, so I feel like you should have to do it. A lot with Trevor is a contest when it comes to you, Scoots. What is it? A contest. Like, he, he was very... I just when you just talked about how you want to open the text line to see who has a more interesting life, did that come from Trevor? That came from Trevor, yeah. Yeah. He's got a little rivalry with you that I don't know if you know about. He, I think he's I don't um, know about it. he's jealous that Scoots took over with the KRC boys, and he's just seems like it. He's trying to fill a hole in his heart, and there's nothing there big enough to fill that big old big old heart. Then put the been working overtime. Maybe he's just sad because he's always been the most unique individual around these parts. Wow. Now we got a quantum now, man. Now he's got some in. competition. That's true. I think I think you know what that means. He needs to go wreck a scooter. <laughs> that could be not good. <laughs> Nearly wrecked his back and neck kicking a soccer ball. Roush, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm doing well. Uh, I was listening during your uh, when you were asking Trevor to filibuster, and I was like, of course, Trevor. Uh, never change, buddy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm doing well. It was um, it was some days your kids just act like lunatics, and that was uh, yesterday for us. Uh, we we spent the whole Sunday there. It's like I don't I don't feel like doing the whole driving back and forth and uh, thing on Father's Day. So um, we just enjoyed the full day. Sunday on Father's Day, left early yesterday morning, and the kids just uh, they they were lunatics yesterday. We got a teething one. We got another one who didn't nap, and it was just. It was a whole ordeal, uh, and it was the slowest Monday ever. Fortunately, we had some some UK news later on in the afternoon that kind of uh, picked things up, gave us a little bit of uh, something to write about uh, over at KentuckySportsRadio.com. But yeah, yeah, well, uh, but getting back into a routine um, after a long weekend at Grandma's, that can be tough. Um, 
No, we, you can't just go, always go to the snack cabinet and pull out something. Mm. Yeah, which... Back to reality. Yeah, yeah. And the amount of times I went to that snack cabinet. No, it's, it's almost supper time. We're not eating snacks. It's a very hard concept for a three-year-old. I, would, ima- I yeah. would imagine so. Yeah. Did uh, find a new invention, though? Good to, to experiment with a new invention. Reusable water balloons. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah. and What? How does yeah. that happen? So they... It's like a pouch more than... Think of like a little pouch that the lips fold in on each other. Uh, okay. Yeah, and they're, they're little magnetic... Um, that's how they stay together. It's little magnets. That's cool. And so you just have them in the bucket. You close them. Seals all the water in them. You throw them at them. It busts. You just pick it up and do it all over again. And... We had, you know, four or five different buckets of water. We had stations we were running around and playing. And um, after telling the kids, hey, we don't hit anybody in the face, guess who hit somebody in the face? Mm, I'm sure it was an accident. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. But <laughs> those things, I, be fun. it's fun now. Because they, they um, I'm not saying they hurt, but, you know, it's it's almost, I, I wouldn't say it's it's as bad as a paintball, but that similar sensation where it hurts enough to where you want to really get somebody to get them to pop, like because you got to have a little oomph to get those magnets out there. So, uh, yeah, gotta gotta really yeah. I, I think the the reusable ones are good, and it's definitely more worth it. There's nothing worth worse than filling up a ton of water balloons. Just they're takes gone a ton of time. Instant. Yeah, they're gone, but they're but there really is. It's a lot of fun, though, having, like, an authentic water balloon fight. Think back to the U.K. days, whatever that Christian organization would, would always do, the biggest water balloon oh, fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was that was probably too much, but it was kind of fun just having unlimited water balloons and just being able to go to the arsenal and mm-hmm. get my Pedro Martinez on and just chuck people <laughs> across the way with it. And in uh, the real water, the, the reusable ones, they, they can come apart before they meet contact. Yeah, if you grab it wrong, mm-hmm. squeeze it too tight. Uh, so a real water balloon's better for throwing and hitting, but just the convenience of not having to do that is a million times better. So I'm team reusable water balloons. Yeah, and there's also an added element, too, uh, where you can, you can up the ante with the game and kind of have your stations and your base and all kind of that sort of thing. Uh, the one downer is when you can inevitably run out of water in the buckets and you got to reload the buckets. But uh, we, we had a good time with those. I, I would like to, uh, I'd like to bring them to uh, the pool and just have at it. Do it yeah. kind of an old man uh, sort of uh, water balloon fight, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, be good. It would be a good time. It made, made, me, made me feel like a kid again. So uh, that and the the little shooter things, the uh, that you, they're basically just giant syringes. Those are great toys as well. Oh, I hate those. <laughs> I went to the lake on Saturday, and the kids that we go with have them. And the parents explicitly were like, do not squirt the adults. Do not squirt any of the kids in the face. They squirt the adults in the face. I'm like, what, what are we doing? Luckily, I had a bunch of beer, so didn't really care. The the first time I saw one of those too, it was, it wasn't just a little handheld one. It was a it was basically a bazooka where it would hurt if you hit somebody. I mean the thing was as long as my arm. I don't know how. Yeah, who thought that was? A good See idea? the one they had, it was very inconspicuous because it just looked like before they started playing with it, it was like a foam sword, 
And I'm like, okay, there's, well, that's fun. That's a fun little lake toy. And then they know they pull the handle back on that bad boy, loaded it up with water. I was like, what in the hell? Got to golf with Scoots on Friday. Oh. That was fun. That was a good time. Yeah. Did, yeah. did Scoots have any excuses? No. No. Went out there. He wasn't. Uh, not that I, not any that I verbalized. Not, you know, not that, correct. He didn't mention any. <laughs> Uh, didn't he didn't play great on the front nine? Started turning on on the back nine, and uh, back nine was pretty good. He he played pretty well. It's fun to play with him. Look forward to playing tomorrow at Park Mammoth Golf Course, which should be just an absolute blast in Park City, Kentucky. We'd love to see you out there. And uh, I I would guess there's still tee times available, although I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. And only an hour and twenty two minutes away from. Louisville in the surrounding areas. Oh, that's uh, it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. No, I couldn't believe it. It's not a bad drive at all. It's basically like driving to Lexington from Louisville. Uh, and speaking of which, from Lexington, it's uh it's under two hours, so a little bit longer, but still worth the drive. It looks absolutely gorgeous, and cannot wait to be there in twenty six hours. We'll be teeing off. Woohoo! Which will be which will be a lot of fun. We do not believe i think we've confirmed we're not going to go to the hot rods game tonight there's storms throughout the day rolling through bowling green um and the last thing we want to do is watch minor league baseball in a storm to put it bluntly uh but no especially not like go there and then maybe have to like go to the concourse and wait we'd rather probably just either take our time getting down to bowling green um or go to a restaurant or do something something indoors so if you were planning on seeing us out at the Hot Rods game tonight, it's looking doubtful. The, we- the weather's not cooperating. Co- yeah, and we just don't, like there is a chance that it could be like last night in Louisville. Roush said that before we got on the air, which it ended up being kind of a pleasant evening, or at least a really pretty sunset. Uh, longest day of the year is that tomorrow? Ooh, I, that I don't know. I think so because I was getting ready for bed. Yeah, June twenty first. I, I was getting ready for bed, and it was just totally light outside. So I was like, this got to be one of the, I was like, oh, wow, that actually is. That's in two days. Um, and, and so we just, we, 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 we don't want to hitch our wagon to something we may, may or may not do. So we kind of just need to make a final decision on that. So, so no first pitch. No first pitch. If they, if they would have promised first pitch, then we would have been and we would have been locked in, committed to it. <laughs> but but the the offer wasn't extended. Not this year, at least for the Kentucky roll call crew. But Shucks. but but maybe some years. So um, if we're in Bowling Green out and about, we'll we'll tweet it out or put it in the Facebook page or something like that. But otherwise, Park Mammoth tomorrow morning. We can't wait. It's going to be a good time. We really should get the first pitch at a bats game though, since we care their games. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Come on, let's... I'm going to talk to Curran about that. Yeah. Let's yeah, see if he that. can pull some strings, make it happen. What would be – you just try to bring the fastball? Oh, or... no, I'm knuckleballing it in there, baby. I was about to say, because there is something that, like, it would be kind of fun to see how good of throw a knuckle an actual you pitch, throw. yeah. yeah. Hmm. A little knuckle curve? Can't yeah. do that. But I can throw a mean knuckle. Oh, interesting, interesting. We should have a catch sometimes, Scoots. I, I tried telling my high school baseball coach that all the time. I tried to tell him, let me let me pitch, throw me on the mound. I was, I was like, I'd even show him a couple times. Like, Coach, check out this knuckleball. And he was always – he never let me. Were you a modern-day Tim Wakefield? I mean, I some would say I was better than Tim Wakefield, but – You? I, I thought that was some strong praise, but 
<laughs> well, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to see your knuckle. Maybe we just put the radio station on pause. We go outside. We see Scoot's <laughs> knuckleball. I don't have a ball with me. Oh, underrated activity having a catch. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that was nice uh, playing with him on Friday. We'll get to play tomorrow. Um, we cannot wait to see that course and hope to see some of you all out there with us. Uh, a couple things we did haven't gotten to talk about that seem a little bit like old news, but Rash, we didn't get to talk about the Aaron Bradshaw foot. Oh, gosh. That happened actually while Scoots and I were out on the course together. I was getting some text messages. I was like, oh, no, what's going on? Because it was clearly not good text messages. And uh, that news comes out. People completely and totally lost their minds on that. And kind of rightfully so. Well, it's just like another like it's just another just another thing. Just what can go wrong will go wrong for for UK basketball. Joey Hart did not pick Indiana. Scoots care to comment? That wow! Was the the yeah, I, was, I was wrong. I was wrong. That's all right. We we only have one scholarship, so we we can be picky at this point. Congrats. We didn't get to talk U.S. Open yesterday, which would have been probably more appropriate to talk about it, uh, you know, eight hours after it had ended. But we didn't get to discuss that. We could get into a little U.S. Open talk. We talked. I talked about that a little bit on the Rutherford show yesterday. But Trevor watches one golf shot an entire year. Him naming those freaking names, and it was actually guys in contention. Just ran naming yeah. random first names was pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> he did a pretty good job with it. Uh, he, he, yeah, he was just like Jimmy, Ricky. I know he said Tommy. Yeah, I was like, you actually are kind of going down the leaderboard here, uh, which which was wild. But that was a exciting finish. I didn't really love the course. I didn't love their setup. I didn't love the broadcast. I didn't love the coverage. Oh man! But I did love the 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 final few holes, seeing if Rory could do enough, or Wyndham was going to come back. It, it it felt like that there was. Things were always getting ready to happen, but never really did. Yeah, happen. I think that's a good, well yeah, put. Yeah, it was just on the precipice of some huge sort of cataclysmic event, but Rory and Scotty couldn't hit putts. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just they just could not buy a putt. Um, even when Scheffler finally banged that long one in, and then the next hole, it's like a twelve footer, and it just right off the lip, no good. Um, but yeah, big suck it to LA Country Club. That was the most. Um, stale environment for a major golf tournament. I agree. I it felt I mean it it felt like a live event without the cool music. Well TJ, didn't you did did I hear you say something yesterday about they limited ticket sales for that? Yeah they did. They only like twenty thousand or something like that. Well I think like only like nine thousand tickets were to just fans like you and me and Scoots. They they hmm. gave I think like somewhere between like fourteen or sixteen thousand tickets to corporate sponsors. they gave more tickets to corporate sponsors than just the fans. general admission yeah, fans. Yeah. Um, which is dumb, and it showed. Like it just, it didn't look like a very fun, lively atmosphere. They let the crowd come up on the green on 18 with the final hole, and that was cool. That that made it look a little bit better, but it was not indicative to the entire four days. It was, yeah, a sleepy atmosphere. The coverage was terrible. They didn't know whose golf balls were who half the time. They'd show somebody like hit it into just terrible rough or a drive that looked like it went a mile to the left and then they just wouldn't get back to it for seemingly a long time. Or they'd say, and here's the shot you missed number. Uh, and then secondly, just like how many people missed and hit bad shots late, but ended up getting rewarded for it because 
oh, actually, this number two fairway is a better layup spot over here. That that was the part that annoyed me because I like that in golf courses. This is the United States Open. You cannot be rewarded for bad shots. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, the Too worst many times. Was, the worst was Clark's on seventeen, where he just completely hooks it. His approach shot. Um, they have all those bunkers just right in the way, and instead it's like, oh, well, here's a nice little tee box just off to the side that is an easy little runway for you to run it on up. Yeah, there. how do we have U.S. Opens that have fairways that are 62 yards wide? That 18? It's just like, oh, here's here's just a wide open. I agree with you. Uh, yeah, it was a total. And then Rory hits it into like the nastiest bunker fescue. <laughs> And then gets a drop basically on the fringe. Yeah, he doesn't even drop it on the sand. It's like here, just put it on top of the this nice little rough here. And so yeah. it was it was a complex finish there because at least it was exciting. You see all these big names on the leaderboard, and Wyndham Clark holds them all off, but just a little soured on on the event as a whole. And they're going back to LA Country Club in a long time, but they're going back there. I, I think I would have that one. I'd cross that one off the list, I think. I mean, would you all have rather seen, like, uh, what was the U.S. Open a few years ago, Carnoustie, when they were, like, one winner was one over? Would you rather see a tournament like that? Yeah. yeah. Really? For the, I, I love mean, chaos. I, this is – it's 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 the gimmick I, – I love the gimmick of a crazy hard course that makes every golfer look bad. And really, it just comes down to can you stri- – like, shooting par – is fine at the U.S. Open. That's my expectation of it. So yeah, I'm I'm all about like let's let's see these golfers struggle, and and just and if you have one or two good holes, and then you can just hold serve, then that's 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 good enough for me. I'm okay with majors having their their different styles and the U.S. Open being really tough. I don't want it to be comically tough, like where it's just not – I think we talked about this last week, where it's just gimmicky golf. I don't need that, but you shouldn't be able to mishit it into another fairway and have a better look than some people – I mean, they they went through the whole thing where they had wasn't the Ryder Cup. They accidentally said Ryder Cup. It wasn't the Ryder Cup. I think it was the Walker Cup. And they talked about how that's where the players would hit it. They'd hit it over on the second fairway because it gave you a better approach shot. So what they did is they added rough to try to keep balls from rolling and getting into the second fairway. And they added some trees. And the graphics on the trees when they would like show like you know the the flyover of it's not the real flyover but it's like the graphic cartoon yeah, flyover yeah. The they act like those trees were 50 foot red oaks and instead they just probably put those trees in <laughs> so like not so it didn't whatever their plan were to stop balls going over there i bet there's some people that are like i'm i was kind of kicking myself for maybe not going over to number 2 and then they just went absolutely nuts with the Rory nobody else could get the ball that high and make it stop that quickly and then I forget who it was. Maybe it, maybe it was maybe it was Scheffler. Somebody else did a re- another really nice shot into that same green, and they were just like, "Wow, wow!" He he's got something that these other golf. It's just like all right, they're golfers. They're all really really good. We we get it. Um, so I don't need it to be gimmicky or just like silly tough, but I also don't need sixty two yard fairways and being able to miss hit it into other fairways and have better looks at the green than if you had just played your own hole. So it's just a dumb course. Well, dumb you, course, dumb rules. You're not allowed to have your cell phone at that entire place. You got to like ha- you can have it in your car and that's like the extent of it. Um, you're not allowed to take pictures. It's just dumb. Dumb out on that course. And sadly, like I said, 
They're going back to it in 2039. Well, you all did mention on Friday how the course would toughen up. So hats off to you all. You were right on that because, what was it, eight under after Thursday's round, and then Wyndham finished, what, 10? Yes. So Give Roush it, and I credit. Yeah, it got tougher. We knew nobody was going to shoot 32 under. <laughs> and, we stood to, and, we, and we stood to our guns on that one. Uh, how, how do you feel, Scoots, about them having U.S. Open sites picked in, mo- in large parts through 2051 i'm not a planner but i think that's great <laughs> what wait 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 wait. what i'm not a planner personally but i think that's great because it, it gives these courses something to look forward to 2050 though i mean what is this ohio state versus texas like i mean come on we don't duke, need to we don't need to schedule that far out. i get duke can figure I, out if he wants to take his kids to the 2051 u.s open at oakland hills i mean He'll be yeah. He's my age. He'll be my age. <laughs> he will be my age. My son will be my age when that happens. What maybe, are we doing here? Maybe he'll let you roll around, old timer. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I get trying I to plan that, in advance, but like, why should LA Country Club already have twenty thirty nine? I just hope to be well, around by there. No kidding. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably a bit much, but I guess it it doesn't necessarily hurt they and they do have plenty of opens so like there there are years that they don't have a course picked out uh, now of course the one closest to that is 2036 so they're all booked up through there but uh 20 2038 2040 2043 45 46 uh they don't have dates for that one so on the one hand i guess there's nothing wrong if you if you've got a rotation that you like go ahead and let the courses know whatever but like, what if there's a new course that's really cool? What if there, you know, what if someday Valhalla is like we're no longer PGA owned? We're going to make it a little bit tougher. Maybe we get in that in that rotation. But this just kind of goes to show that that will not happen, won't happen, shouldn't plan on it, and maybe we'll get lucky and keep getting to host the uh, the PGA. But it's a lot of your places that you've heard, familiar faces: Pinehurst, Oakmont, Pebble, Wingfoot, and there's a few other, obviously. Uh, that they're going to throw in there. Oakmont, though, seems like where the U.S. Open likes to go the most. No big deal. I've played there twice. Mm, no big deal. <laughs> Am I a U.S. Open golfer? Some would people, say. A lot of people are wondering. We get one more major left, and that will be the British Open. Don't call it the British Open. We're just the Open, mate. Uh, it's a little Australian for you. <laughs> um, that is in a, in a month. So, And I don't know where that is. Uh, Royal Liverpool, I believe. And uh, my, buddy, my buddy's played there. Can we um, can we give a big old suck it to Rory though? Yeah. Are are we yeah. ready to say is Rory washed? A lot of people are saying it. Can't win the big one. Man, that stunk. You wanted Rory to win? Yeah, I bet on him to win. Oh, um, I would have been paid seventy five on a five dollar bet, huh? Tough taters, I guess. Okay. Tough taters, but yeah, it's now been. Um, Ten years, or it'll th- if he doesn't win, it'll be ten straight years without a major. Really, for Rory, twenty fourteen was his last one. Well, I'll say this about Rory, and I, I don't dislike Rory. I'm not a, a huge Rory fan either. If he wins, cool. If he doesn't, that's fine too. Pretty indifferent for the most part. I recognize he's a great golfer, but at least he's in uh, a little closer position to maybe grabbing one than my boy Justin Thomas. Ooh, yeah, he um, he's not playing well right now. Oh but, my but you know what? goodness but, gracious. I think he came in second to last. But he, to he, last. Won, uh, he won PGA last year, the year before? Last year. Yeah, so like he's not that far removed, but um, I think I heard somewhere where he said 
this is the worst golf he's ever played in his life. And this this is one of those sports where you just get in those those ruts, and that was what was cool to see Ricky Fowler get out of his because it had been so long. I feel like I, I don't know what the time elapsed scoots is before you're you're just done, but if you can, it feels like you could only be in this rut for about a year or maybe two uh, before you dig out of your golf game. But I think everybody's going to go through some sort of downs. Yeah, I mean, look at Brooks Kepka. Dude won four majors and then didn't play well for two years and then came back and won the Masters, wasn't it? Yeah, and usually yeah. Uh, injuries have something to do with it. Um, Will Zalatoris is going to be one of those guys when he comes back from injury. I'm really going to be cheering for him because he he kind of was the Ricky Fowler part the right? He had the the year where he was top five in seemingly every major but could never get one. Uh, he gets hurt. We're not going to hear from him for a while. Ricky, uh, I don't really know what exactly led to his People said it was just because he he lost his fastball because he got married. Um, but he had that long drought. It was good to see him back to playing some good golf this this last weekend. Except on Sunday. Yeah, that wasn't. He stunk. Wasn't yeah, good. only three people had a score worse than Justin Thomas. That's that that's not good. But you're right, Roush. Golf's one of those things you can you can every every opening rounds a new opportunity, and uh, once he was playing. Bad, you know. Obviously, he mailed it in at some point. Where, what did he finish? Fourteen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, not good. Not great, Bob. Although, you know, I'd give me two days of that course, <laughs> but I'm not Justin Thomas, and nobody expects two hundred and you're through. What was it? Two hundred and seventy yard mm-hmm. par three. Yeah. Which that wasn't even fun. It's like just hit a driver and played two ninety seven on Friday. That's just nuts. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, there's the golf talk for you. We know some people like it, some don't, but see us at Park Mammoth tomorrow morning. We'll be doing the show there, and then we'll be playing on that beautiful hey, course afterwards. One thing we did have, though, we had night golf. That was fun. I, that was I enjoyed, that I enjoyed was, primetime I golf. I don't want to – I know, but I'm, like, hesitant to give West Coast some props because then just what, are, what if they turn every well, golf tournament into, like, a West Coast Well, golf this tournament. is the one thing that a Western time zone benefits everybody. I agree. It was kind of nice. I did. I you know. I also would be okay though with like on Father's Day, being at your family's get-togethers or whatever you're doing on Father's Day at ending while everybody's there and like the excitement of that. True. That you know everybody kind of left when they were on like hole ten or eleven. Yeah. But I agree with you, and especially on Friday and Saturday night, that was neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Being able to stay up late, watch those. So that was cool. There's your golf talk. We're going to come back, talk a little Aaron Bradshaw. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Stop in at Thornton's. Get your day started off right this morning. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports. No, sir, man. I don't like that crap. I'm a rocker, dude, through and through. Here's my favorite bands. ACDC, Van Halen, not Van Hagar, Skinner, Def Lab. All right. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I want you to settle down. Don't make me call your probie officer here.
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll X Sports Roll. Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And enjoy a Taco Tuesday at Salsaritas. Two mm. locations in Louisville, Middletown. It has a drive through St. Matthew's, covered patio, delicious food at both locations, blue power rate at both locations. Stop in at Salsaritas today. No salseritas in Bowling Green. That we know of. So we'll, 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 we'll check something else out. There is some uh, exciting baseball that should be on tonight. I don't know if you all were locked in at all last night, but LSU, they're done. They fell to Wake Forest in the elimination game, the College World Series, gave up a run in the bottom of the eighth. Was I don't think it was an elimination game, was, was it? Elimination it wasn't, game. yeah. yeah. I think that was the winner's bracket. That no, was. For who sure. did they lose to the first time? And who did Wake Forest lose to the first time? Tennessee? No, it, when I looked it up last night for my morning post, it, they, Stanford, maybe it was just a morning game where Stanford was eliminated. But that was the elimination was, game. Yeah. Well, we have two elimination games today. Okay. LSU not eliminated, though. Okay. Wanted them to be, though. <laughs> Actually, I didn't want them to be, but you know what I mean. One of Tennessee or LSU will be eliminated. Correct. In a rematch to th- today at 7 p.m., um, LSU won the first go-around on Saturday. Uh, but that was a really close game. TCU or Roberts is at 2 p.m. Um, L- LSU won the Jello shot. They bought like 6,000 Jello shots. At that one company time. was genius idea. I mean, my God. And it's and next time you Louisville's hosting something, you have a NCAA tournament at the Yum Center. Let's go to. I think we're still friendly with beer nose. Let's go to that beer nose and be like Jello shot competition. Yeah, I mean, and boom, because Just make it a co- you know make it competitive with fans and drinking, and you're gonna roll I mean, in the dough. Worn, That's a lot they, of Jello. They've made hundreds of thousands of dollars off of. I mean, because Jello shots, let's be real, they're not good. I mean, they're uh, just Jello shots are fine. They're fine, yeah. I but they're Jello shots. I mean, yeah, like, like they don't. Yeah, they're Jello shots. Yeah, it's, it's just a it's, little bite-sized piece of Jello that tastes like alcohol. Yeah, and. Is it going to get you drunk? No. Is it kind of fun? Yeah. Is it also... You take enough of them, they get you drunk. They're $5, though. Yeah, I know. I mean, this company, uh, Rocco's, like Pizza two, Gatina, what two a racket. Jello shots better... At, at, they better have enough alcohol in those Jello shots where two of them are getting you feeling okay. Have you all ever gotten a buzz off Jello shots? Because I haven't. Yeah, yes. me neither. Really? Never. Yeah. Yeah, or are you just smashing Jello shots? Oh yeah, you're just going to town on them. But yeah, (laughs) for sure. But to Roush's point, I wouldn't want to like those are at Fourth of July parties or at the lake or something like that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to fork over twenty five dollars and be like, this is definitely going to get me a buzz, and this next twenty five is going to take me well beyond where I want to hammered off Jello. Fifty (laughs) dollars on Jello shots, I'd feel like a total loser. So (laughs) no, uh, when I yes, I have. Gotten drunk off Jello shots, but it's been it, they were free. I was I was not paying for them. The it did look like a fun time though, being there at the bar whenever they they bought the round for everyone. Um, yeah, six thousand wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. the The founder of Raising Canes had to one up and make sure they beat Ole Miss. So I, you know, that's LSU. Just like let's let's live up to our stereotype. Uh-huh. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And then I actually missed the ending of that game because I was. I was watching the end of the Reds game, and I, folks, I got, I got bit by the Reds bug, and and now I'm hooked. Wow! I'm, I'm hook, line, and sinker. I'm a very well-known baseball hater, um, <laughs> but talking with Nick Curran when TJ was out about Ellie De La Cruz, 
seeing him in his debut for the Reds just be awesome. And then uh, up with the in-laws, you know, they're they're huge Cincinnati Reds fans. They watch every game, and uh, I, I got hooked watching this weekend. I got absolutely hooked. When Ellie David Cruz hit the hit the ball to first, first baseman stops it, and he beats him there. Unbelievable. I mean, that I, crazy. <laughs> How does that? I, they are fun. That that's, that was nuts. And then last night, Joey Votto, his first game back, and you know, my father-in-law, he's like, yeah, I don't know. They're going to – they've been playing well without him. Is the old-timer, is he done? And turns out this is just what the old-timer needed, right? He's like um, – a uh, shot from the Fountain of Youth. But it was an old buck. A jello shot from the Fountain of Youth. What was the old guy in the Rookie of the Year? Where it's, uh, oh, um, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's it's going to drive me nuts that I can't think of the character's name. But uh, uh, and it's actually the crazy guy, too, who like has the weird teeth. Played him. Uh, but nevertheless, it had a lot of those Rookie of the Year vibes where the old man comes back and he's got just enough for one last run with this fun, exciting team. Second at bat, hits a solo shot. And then with runners on second and first, he hits a, he hits a ball up the middle. Ellie gets home and has the go-ahead runs in the sixth inning. Uh, just a lot of fun to watch. They had runners on first and third when they got out of the game. Uh, there in the ninth. Yeah, it but, got sketchy. Yeah, it, it, and that's what also has made this fun too, Justin, is when the games that I've watched, I mean, they're winning, but it's – they're not just dominating. Like, they're playing fun baseball and then getting by, by the skin of their team. Well, what they're doing is what Reds teams in the past have not done. Every Reds team in my lifetime would find a way to lose these one-run games. Yeah. But they're yeah. finding ways yeah. to win them, and it makes, it, it makes it so exciting. And, and they're doing the – you're still on bases. I mean, that part of it's fun. I mean, it's just it's just fun baseball, and it it goes by pretty quickly. I think that's going to be a, maybe a new uh, Steve Buscemi says one texter. It's not Steve Buscemi. It's the crazy guy that was um, that used to holler. Steve at people. Buscemi fits that mold. No, um, crazy crazy guy who was on, from but who was actually East. like on drugs, and he was on the Surreal House or whatever. Um, Two and a half men guy, Charlie Sheen. No. I'll just look I think up he did rookie drugs of the year. Oh, I think he definitely did drugs uh, <laughs> a time or two. Um, Chet Stedman was the guy's name in the movie, which I could not think of Chet Stedman's name. But it's um, Gary Busey. Oh, I couldn't think of Gary Busey's name. The, te- the texter corrected themselves and said Gary Buddy autocorrect Gary, Gary Busey. Gary Busey, yeah, okay. yeah. Lots of cocaine. Oh, it was a different texter, by the way. Yeah, lots of cocaine for Gary mm-hmm. Busey there. Uh, but the Reds, they're fun. I'm in. I'm locked in. I'm, uh, I got the the login information to stream them because that that really is the biggest bummer with like not having RSS. Yeah, how are you streaming them? I was going to ask that. How did you watch the games? I tried illegal streams and then just realized like, oh, I can just ask my father-in-law for his cable password. And you just use it, his TV provider. To Isn't it in. blacked out in our area though? They quit doing that. They quit oh, okay. blacking them out in local okay. markets. I'll have to try. Which uh, uh, was significant this year. I'll have to try cable I think service. Just myself. you're blacked out in our area. Too many jail shots Ooh. once again. Yeah, no, I spent probably 15, 20 minutes looking for the game last night on all my websites that I watch streams. And oh, yeah, I, it. it was, yeah. I, get, I, I would think that they, uh, they aren't as concerned about everyday baseball and those streaming sites as they are for, like, the fights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get it to work either. Well, it's not just the Reds. Add an ox to that word, and they're on fire as well. Oh, Red Sox. Red Sox have also won several in a row, and they have the exact same record as the Reds. He said add ox, so it would be Reds ox. (laughs) Reds ox are playing real well. Just say it really quick. (laughs) 
Imagine seeing a red ox, too. It'd be intimidating. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Bunyan in the big Where 38 and 35 has you in first place Woo-hoo. in the NL Central, it has you in last place in the AL East, unfortunately for me. But happy for the Reds. They are fun to Nine watch. Nine straight wins. And are, are they – I haven't seen – Pictures of the stadium or fans showing up. Yeah, there oh, was. Oh yeah. The, okay. And, and you know, it's still a Monday night. You know, crowd. But I mean, the lower bowls. I mean, the, the lower arena looked pretty full for all of it last night. And it was also cool. Uh, one of the broadcasters had a video of the post game show that they always do there, and that thing can look barren at times. And they were four deep, just like I have going some pictures crazy. of the post game shows yeah. where it's just like, where what what a. What do those people have going on? Like, go home. Well, but like, you got to think about it. The games are happening a little bit quicker. You know, they it's are. only ten they o'clock are. when well, the game they have ended. Beers, they got to finish and whatnot. Right. But, well, right. and if you hang out for that show, you don't have to deal with traffic as much. That's that part's true. I also appreciate those shows. You have just the widest swath. Uh, like, you have just old guys who are so happy to be there. Who you got young guys sober as a bird, uh-huh. bird, and then you got the hammered. You'll have <laughs> you like the occasional kids. like seven year old there. As yeah, well. it, just happy and everybody's to... just everybody's loving life right now in Cincinnati. The Bengals are good. The Reds are good. What the Bearcats going to win anything? No, they hired Scott. Didn't Saturday you say their soccer yeah. team was killing yeah. it? Their soccer team is killing it for sure. Yeah, they're really good too. So what 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 happened? Are we in the upside down? <laughs> something something going on? Are we going to start seeing ooze out of Joe Burrow's nose? <laughs> Better than up his nose. Oh man, that it's a lot of fun though. A good way to keep the summer sports calendar going because um, elsewhere, especially in the UK land, I don't want to say things have you know things have have, have been more fun. Um, we can talk football recruiting. There's there's some stuff some news to get in hour number two on that. But basketball Friday afternoon, just all of. I disconnected a bit this weekend. I wasn't I wasn't keeping up with sports news as much as I normally do on weekends, as nor as much as I probably should uh, doing a sports radio show. But it was Father's Day weekend. We had a bunch of stuff planned. It was awesome. Had an amazing weekend. You, so you I was on a jet ski too. That was awesome. Oh yeah, that was fun. Got that bad boy up to seventy on the Ohio. That was ah, what a thrill ride. Man, I could have drove smooth enough try, too. Try not. Smiling while on a jet ski. <laughs> impossible. It is, it is impossible. They are so fun. I, I should have rode my, uh, or I could have rode my stepdad this weekend, but I, uh, by the time they got to the lake, I'd already had about seven, eight beers. So I was mm. like, oh, I probably shouldn't drive yeah. this thing. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. Way to go, Scoots. Thanks. Wow. Responsibly, these gonna be. You really have grown up, buddy. I have, yeah. It's been a good couple of years Could, for me. You didn't want to be jet ski dingus. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be a, dang, that'd be a dangerous dingus. I'd go be. from scoots to sea doo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Was you a see, good one. we're doing a good job of just delaying Aaron Bradshaw. So I was, a little, I was a little detached from news. So I wasn't even keep Like, what, what's the latest on – because I did see that they – the sources had said four to six months the beginning of the season was going to be in jeopardy. That was the kind of clutch side of things. But Bradshaw himself was like, no, he you know, he didn't seem to think it was so severe. Well, let's at least just go through the timeline yeah, quickly. You, because you lay it out for us. Starting first and foremost, it's probably 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and that's right around, all right, Friday, Father's Day weekend. Let's just let's wrap it up. Mm-hmm. You know, spanking on the bottom. We're going to get – 
get this day over with. It's going to be uh, a good weekend. Got plenty of stuff on the agenda. And then a Shams report that Aaron Bradshaw has a broken foot and is going to potentially miss the start of the season. Um, that's, first off, huge red flag. Like, I just, any Shams UK news is bad news because that's coming from Clutch. Mm-hmm. So, Clutch, you can suck it. Rich Paul can suck it. Um, immediately, there's just like a, the world is on fire feel around the Big Blue Nation. Uh, eventually, I think Jack or Travis or one of them had the four to six months. But then, you know, like, just news starts trickling out throughout the day and, and well into the night. And at this point, you kind of know that it's a, um, this is sort of a clutch construct. This is whatever, they're putting this out. They're, they're doing this. Then you start thinking, well, remember when they thought that he got hurt like a few weeks ago and then he still went into pro day? Mm-hmm. And then Kyle Tucker starts sharing screenshots like, hey, I heard about this. Um, anything? And he's kind of calling them out for hiding this, not saying anything. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then you start getting reports of UK leaking out like, yeah, we expect him to be back much sooner than that. And then on top of all of that, they have... Father-son camp, overnight camp at UK. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Mike is there for KSR. There's plenty of people there. We have videographers. It's one of the first open media sessions they've had all summer, and Aaron Bradshaw's there playing with all the kids. No boot on his foot. He's telling people he's not hurt. He's swatting shots to Bolivia. No no closer. And it, it, <laughs> it, it, it may... That, see, there hasn't really been a follow-up to that other than just like a... Rich Paul, are you the worst person in the world? Because what this strikes me as is TJ is they didn't want him to they, they wanted him to go to the G League and he was like, ah, I'm not dealing with that. I'm gonna go to UK. And then they're like, Well, how about you come to USC with Bronny James? And he was like, Eh, no, I'm I'm good. And then they said, Well, you need surgery. We're, you should sit out. You should not play. And he's just like, I'm not I'm not hurt, I'm fine. So this is this the Really, the biggest pile of poopy that a pupy, wow. as uh, Jamie Tart would say, that we've we've dealt with here in a very long time. Well, Shaden Sharp wasn't that long ago. I'll I'll remind you of that. But that, this 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 feels like sh- Shaden Sharp. This is at least I, more transparent, I think, in their bullcrap. And we know the bad guy making Rich yeah. Paul the bad guy. I feel less bad about because he's a gajillionaire. Who I, get, I get what you're saying, and different folks could disagree on that. It, it'd almost be like Shaden Sharp coming out and being like, "I put me in, coach." I'm ready to play. And then, like, Cal going to the bench and him being like, just kidding. I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The no, worst no. part of this, too, is Bradshaw just, like, seemingly. He not... seems like a good kid. He yeah. seems like somebody that wants to, like, be a Kentucky Wildcat, play a year of college basketball, go do his thing. Yeah. Have a college experience. That It is a bizarre situation. Um, I took it as. And I'm starting hearing you lay it all out because, again, I was a little bit more detached. But when just reading it through headlines and a few things that I saw, I was thinking there's probably something, and this still could be true, there's probably something wrong with his foot. That's why we heard so much about it for months, and then it kind of got hushed, and then you saw videos of him playing. There's been more videos, too, out there than just the ones from even this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Did the combine, as you had mentioned. Like, okay, he's probably fine. So I took it as this is something that maybe is slightly lingering, 
And even though he's fine on a day-to-day, best just to take care of it, clean it out, and get you ready for the season. That is, I think, like the optimistic look at it, that this is not something overly serious, but it is something he's going to have to go under the knife for. Just get it cleaned out, get it cleaned up, and be ready to go improve your draft stock as much as possible. When you lay it out your way, Roush, it really does come as, hey, we don't want this dude to ever play for you, and Mm -hmm. so we're going to do this injury, we're going to do this surgery, it's going to take him right to the, the beginning of the year, and then there's going to be a few setbacks. And then when January rolls around, it may just be a Jared Vanderbilt situation. Is it worth coming back for? Mm-hmm. Do, do you get to come back and then you end up making it worse and then your draft stock really hurts? But what I would tell them, even though next year's draft class is weaker than this year's or at least apparently weaker than this year's, considered weak, all things considered, there's no guarantee that if Aaron Bradshaw doesn't show anything that he'd be a guaranteed lottery pick. And especially if they have setbacks with the foot issues. Yeah. Now, of course, it'll be a sham from Shams. Uh-huh. And, like, come NBA Combine, he'll be ready to rock and roll. He's got workout schedule. Yeah, and everything will be right, good to right. go. Like the Jonathan Giovanni. I get why right. people can see that writing on the wall. They get nervous with when it's with Clutch. I – this is totally just probably optimistic homer take. I think he's going to play. Maybe at the beginning of the season he's got to miss a game or two, but I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that he's gonna play, and that's coming from getting burnt by UK, getting burnt in the Shade and Sharp situation, getting burnt in just really any situation that could go fifty fifty lately. Just seems like it doesn't go Kentucky's way. But Cal put too many eggs in the Bradshaw basket, and you can make a case that he didn't even do that necessarily with Sharp, like because he had other options and he had more time to get other options. And he was burnt to a certain degree, but he is like Bradshaw is the star in the front court for UK basketball this year. If he's not there, this isn't an IT team. I mean, it probably isn't an IT team. And now the West Virginia situation is interesting. Travis Graft yesterday said that like UK is not done and the names aren't out there yet, but there's still like, I, I, he still expects there to be some good names that UK is going to be associated with. Maybe it's the West Virginia. Again, they've got 30 days, by the way, players at West Virginia, once there's a head coaching change to enter the transfer portal, scot free, whatever they want to do. So, but they've just gone all in on Bradshaw. He's the guy. Yeah. Like he is the guy. Well, from the way you put it to TJ, that we have to remember is as much as I, um, you know, might want to just get really worked up over clutch because obviously there's there's a little track record here, but there probably is some sort of injury and foot injuries are lingering. They have a problem. I understand wanting to take action now to potentially get it done before you know, hope hoping to resolve it before the season. If they're like, being sincere, yeah, like the, yeah. The, the problem is just wanting, is just thinking that Clutch is earnest in this. And I think from their perspective is Bradshaw is like 26 on Giovanni's board right now, 25th. He's he's in that 20-ish range. Oh, really? And, yeah, it was, it was not as high as I anticipated. And I think they're worried that Chris Livingston once projected maybe right around the same spot before playing at UK. They're worried that stocks will fall if he's not dominant in one year at Kentucky. And so they're like, well, how do we protect it, him as much as possible? He doesn't play. And 
and really, that, like I, I understand it, but just my core as a human, it pisses me off to no end. Like, if you're a basketball player, if you want to do this for a living, then do it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't. That's the stuff that, like, I, if you if you're falling out of love with the game or you know, whatever, but like, just play the damn sport. <laughs> that that's the part that I I get very frustrated about, and I'm just not looking forward to the shows. You know, six months from now, when we're playing, will he play? Will he not play? Yeah, yeah, and that and that's more of the you can kind of see that train rolling down the tracks. And um, oh, I didn't see the Cal tweet from last night. Oh, there's a Cal tweet. Should we tease it? Oh, it's a fake Calipari account. Ah. (laughs) How are you getting duped by fake Calipari accounts at this point? Uh, well, first off, I didn't, you know, I was just, it just had scrolled across my attention. Um, but it's got the same everything except instead of an I at the end, they put the number one. Ah, uh, clever. The tweet was, I'm out here putting together the final pieces of our team. I just wanted to share the growth spurt Brennan Canada has had. Kid came to campus 6'4". He's now 6'11". <laughs> I asked Ugo about it and he said, yeah, he's tall as F now. Glad we'll have BC in the rotation. It's fake, though. It's fake. We'll talk more about Bradshaw. Roush, I agree with you. And every other fan that's just fatigued by this drama, I get as well. It's just it's annoying. But the sad reality is, at this juncture, there ain't a thing we can do about it. Except whine and complain. But that's what this radio show's for. We'll be back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call, coming up next. Roll Call. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. Radio 96.1 on FM and then 1450 on AM. We appreciate you listening on this Tuesday morning. Get your text in to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We will be sure to read them, and we'll get to that here shortly, I would imagine. Um, we have several over the weekend, and then obviously some some today. Uh, so we'll we'll get to that. Roush, it was a good day for UK football recruiting yesterday. Yeah. Um, after, oh, man, two weeks, two plus weeks, essentially Kentucky had rolling official visitors uh, from for for about sixteen days, where it was just bringing three, bringing five. It was just one after the other. Um, I was talking to one person who's just like, oh, I can. Breathe a little bit now. That was crazy. Um, so they've they've they're gonna have a few unofficial visits um, to kind of wrap up this rep- recruiting period. But um, the dust is settled, and uh, following the latest installment of official visits, Jaden Lafontaine has announced his commitment to the University of Kentucky. I cannot say his name even in my brain without hearing Lafontaine. Um, because I don't know the correct way to pronounce it. He's from a, a different 
than atypical recruiting territory. Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Home of Will Levis. Home of Scott Woodward and... Uh, Liam Cohen. Yeah, their old stomping grounds. Close enough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he... How I kind of understand it is a lot of these New England... If you're recruiting in the Northeast, they're probably playing at some prep school up there. Uh, Kentucky went up there in March. They offered him and his teammate, who's a top 300 tackle in the next class. And uh, Wolfenthal, he he's a good athlete. Was one of the, like, I, I don't know, I couldn't find record if he actually won one of those state titles in wrestling, but was in state championships multiple times uh, in the heavyweight division. So he's a good athlete. His tape is a, a lot of fun if you're going to break down offensive line tape because he actually, uh, I mean, it's not just he's just mauling guys and pushing them around. There's a lot of variability in it where the first six things are just six different blocks. It's a, it's a good highlight tape for what you want to see. He's pulling down the line and blowing people up. He's pass pro and he's reaching. He's got a, the combo blocks are what's really, because you, you do a lot of that if you're playing his three fours where you're, Starting a double team, and you slide off, and you hit a linebacker at the second level. And uh, from talking to people at UK, they were they were really blown away by just how good the kid looked mm-hmm. when he got on campus, where he was built like somebody ready to step on and and play this fall. Um, so they like him, think he can he can do a lot for them, um, and it's it's a nice like okay, all right, we got one, let's start to get this thing going because. I know there was a lot of people online. We we had a, a message board meltdown, our first one in a while. I think it was Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. It was one time this weekend where the, I feel like the basketball anxiety bled over into the football program because there hadn't been any commitments from this rash of visits. And at least getting one public is good to kind of exhale because from my understanding, there's more to come. It's just a matter of when. I don't know exactly, but uh, I'm expecting that we'll hear some news from Brian Robinson this week um, that should get people to kind of exhale. But there's just a lot of anxiety there um, that, all right, well, we're having these visits. Kids got to start committing, and and there hadn't been. Um, And then uh, to make, I don't want to say to make matters worse, but really to make matters worse, Fred Johnson was one of these guys who officially visited early on uh, an offensive tackle. Uh, he committed to Louisville after his official visit. People were like, what? what's going on? We can't. I, it's it's going to be okay. Uh, I don't, there's not a whole lot of panic over there at UK. Um, there should be some more uh, incoming in the near future. Um, and if you have any sort of worry, like if Louisville fans are flexing on you, um, if Kentucky wanted him, they would have got him com- to commit when he was on campus a week ago. Um, but they thought he might end up being a guard, not a tackle. And frankly, they like this Jade Wolfenthal a lot better um, for that position. Well, that's good to see. And I, I, I do get some of the concern right now. UK, second to last in recruiting rankings in the conference. Um, only one school has fewer commitments in the SEC in the class of 2024 than, than UK does right now. For comparison's sake, Georgia has 19 to UK's five. Um so I get why people are a little, hey, we, we want to see more people yeah. sign on. Florida's been hot lately. Um, they, they've gotten a bunch of guys. But sometimes this weeks. stuff happens and it rolls in bunches. And and, and a lot of it is uh, orchestrated to 
you know, I mean, it, it, it's odd optics. Yeah. I mean, uh, on I think it was this day 10 years ago, uh, Kentucky had the number one ranked recruiting class in America, according to Raffles. You know, and that was... But that class still ended up being pretty nice. Yeah, it was about 50-50. You had about, of all the, I think they had 10 or 11 four stars and rivals, you either transferred and never played a down mm-hmm. at UK or you became a starter like Mike Edwards. Or, yeah. You know. Um, no, you're right. And and sometimes it's good to generate that buzz. Sometimes it's good to be patient. I think that's where people are a little bit worried is it doesn't seem like necessarily UK is even trying to be overly patient here. They're just sometimes not getting their guys or other guys aren't committing during the normal time frame that sometimes you see these commitments. Go camp, go get your offer, visit. Okay, it's summer. I want to get this stuff out of the way before the season starts, before I need to focus on my high school year. Boom, I'm going to commit. And it's just been a little slow, it seems like, in that regard. But still plenty of time. Stoops and his staff, is, uh, I think, certainly are owed the benefit of the doubt with this stuff. Now, if you're still hovering around... The 50s and the 60s come signing day. Then, yeah, yeah, that's then bad. People yeah. are going to freak out about that, <laughs> and I think rightfully so. But you're not there yet, and you got a long way to go to get there. And secondly, as I mentioned last week, and as a lot of people mentioned because it's just the truth, the transfer portal is a different way to operate as well. So if you, even if this class ended up being slightly underwhelming, and it's still way too early to say that it's going to be the case for UK. You could kill the transfer portal and still feel better about where you stand with the guys, the newcomers into the program than you would even potentially with one of your best recruiting classes. Now, it's important to develop within the program. It's important to have freshmen. It's not, I think, an overly healthy way to build a program by just doing transfer portal plug-and-plays for the majority of your roster. But for a couple spots, for a few spots... You absolutely should be taking advantage of it. So even if UK does come up a little short with recruiting, which I'm not ready to say that's going to be the case, you can make it all up in the transfer portal. Yeah, and that, that's, there's another part of it too where you don't want to overstretch yourself now to your hamstrung later. Mm-hmm. And an example of that, um, because this time last year, Kentucky was slow moving in their commitment category. They had a kid show up to camp. Local kid, really fast. They're like, wait, he's really that fast? All right, let's, let's, let's have him back. Um, let's see if he can actually do that again. Uh, had a repeat performance. They said, you know what? We'll, we'll give him an offer. And if he wants to commit, he can commit. Almost cost him a chance to get an All-American tight end. Now, if they still got the All-American tight end on campus. Things ended up working out. Uh, they still honored Jacob Dixon's commitment. But after two weeks... Uh, the PRP product is just, no, not not for him. And the interesting thing with Jacob Dixon leaving the U.K. football program is he didn't enter the transfer portal. No, he didn't. He did not. So makes you wonder if he, is he just done? Which done with football? It, it, would, it would not be unprecedented because four years ago, we had another JCPS kid, Sean Kell Knight Goff from DOS, which is, I mean, you just keep on going straight down that road and you'll run into PRP, St. Andrews. To, I mean, it's basically the same road. Uh, good athlete, played well, and then got to UK and it just, he was done. He was done with football. And the same thing at that time, Louisville fans were like, oh, what? She's going to come play for us. And kid just didn't play football. I don't know if that's going to be the case with Jacob Dixon. 
Oh, everything's going all right with him. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do get burnt out on it. I have no idea where where he's at. Right. But some I, people just. I hate it for him because, like, dude, you had a meal ticket here. Mm-hmm. Um, Tay Crooms, he didn't end up doing anything at UK football wise, but I'm pretty sure he got his degree. He at least was able to make that happen. Isn't Jacob Dixon a really good basketball player too? Throw him on the basketball team. Uh, he's not that good. Of a basketball bench player. bench player. Yeah. Uh, with the way the roster is now, we'll take anybody. <laughs> but uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I wish him well. Now, the, on the other hand, though, now Kentucky does have another scholarship to, you know, use as they mm-hmm. please. Whether it's, uh, you know, give it to a walk on this year and maybe have for the portal later on uh, next year. Um, you know, the, there was a kicker they had visit. Maybe they'll give a kicker a scholarship. Uh, you know, so we'll see. But they they have another scholarship to work with. But that was a little that was unusual though that we had um, the news come out before practice even started. Um, How is uh, Kamari Anderson doing? Speaking of that star tight end, he's built like a brick, you know what house. You think you'll we'll see him this year at doing anything or maybe Bar, barring injuries? Year? Doubtful. Okay, uh, that's not that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, Jordan Dingle didn't play at all as a true freshman either, and then was a badass as a redshirt freshman. So you're kind of hoping that that's the trajectory he's on. Uh, you know, Kentucky's in a good spot with Willie Rodriguez in the next class. Demarion Witten is kind of a wild card. It's one of those like how how all in is Ohio State going to go in with him? Uh-huh. Can you hold them off or not? Um, but um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see in that regard. But just the tight end position in general, it was weird because they were super-duper thin in the spring. Anderson arrived early, and then you only uh, – and you had Isaiah Cummings, and then the rest were recovering some, some from some sort of injury. But Bates, Caddis, Dingle, they'll all be back. Um, you also bring in Tanner Master, who I'm not sure what to expect, but I like the fact that he was All-State in three sports. He was All-State – Baseball pitcher, all-state basketball player, and all-state tight end. So, like, okay, yeah, should be a, it's a pretty good athlete. That should that should travel well. There's some football talk for you on your Tuesday morning. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The Thornton's text line. Uh, let's read some text. Roush with maybe the worst trivia question of all time with that wheel of fortune letter question says one texter. Ah, you're welcome. You know, it really, I was thinking about that this weekend, Roush. It really wasn't that bad of a question because wouldn't it be one of the consonants that she flips initially before the game even starts? Like the R-S-T-L. They only, do they do that before the game starts? No, I don't think so. Yeah, don't they put them up? That's before like the final. The final one, yeah. Oh, they don't do that on, They don't do that. Yeah, I don't think they do that for the initial toss-up. It's just like, they have the lights go up. Right? On that toss-up? Yeah, I think it's just a blank phrase. That's right. And then you just guess letters until somebody gets one, and then you build off that. We're not a Wheel of Fortune family. Texter's right, Dumb question. But I got it right, so I liked it. I do think I could probably win at Wheel of Fortune more than I could at Jeopardy and other other game shows. Jeopardy, you've just got to be very smart. I think I could finish... Not in the negatives in Jeopardy, but I would have to get incredibly lucky to be With able to win. Right, and if I right. did, by some miracle win, it, it wouldn't be a two-day win. Like yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be one of those people that would like just you know luck into winning, and then the next day be in the like minus three thousands, and you wonder how they even won the one game. But 
Uh, Wheel of Fortune, I, I do pretty well at when I play at home. And we're not a religious Wheel of Fortune family, although we are completely and totally caught up with the dozen. So I don't know what we're going to have on in the background during dinner time now. <sighs> but that was the perfect little dinner time trivia. Hope we don't have to watch kid cartoons. My my <laughs> dinner time trivia is how long is it going to take before Frank starts screaming at us? And what does he want? Dude, he's, he's huge. Yeah. He is massive. He's big. He's in the teeth right now. It's crazy. Just teeth. Get in here. Get this over with. Come on. Roush, any scoop is why Jacob Dixon is already leaving the football team. We just talked about oh, it. But you can find time. Kentucky Roll Call Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The Bradshaw Foot Saga is exactly why we sometimes hear our fan base detracts recruits. Everyone calm the hell down. Maybe Clutch doesn't want him playing in Canada. Maybe he actually is hurt. It's played out a bit. It's June. Yeah, but it, I, I mean... I think people have a right to just – there's precedent here as to why we're very skeptical. He's saying he's not hurt for crying out loud. Like, this is the weirdest thing. It's yeah, so it's just weird. another – like, it's just another weird situation regarding U.K. basketball, and it's we've been through the ringer with weird situations, especially over the last few seasons. But – if Clutch doesn't want to play in Canada, that's ridiculous. Like, as Roush said, it's basketball. Play basketball. You represent a basketball player. You should not be trying to stop him from playing basketball. Yeah, it's the, it's the same. And, and again, if there's a there, – Texer, you're right. Maybe he is actually hurt. Maybe there's a lingering issue. It's just better to get this out of the way now. But it'd be fair to say, why wouldn't you have done that directly after the combine? Like, the timing of it's weird. The messaging's weird. The fact that you get – one of the most famous reporters in all of sports break this news saying, hey, he's out this timeline, but then the players saying he's out another timeline. It's all it's all a little too fishy. I'm going to default to the player and the kid uh, and the coach in UK, although UK has been so wrong lately, which makes this whole situation even tougher to kind of keep up with. But I'll assume we'll see Aaron Bradshaw in the UK jersey. And if not, just another feather in the cap of ridiculousness. I do wonder what the reaction would have been had it not been for Shaden Sharp. What? How, do, how does Kentucky react to this news on Friday? Because I, mean, I do been other stuff too I, besides just Shaden. Yeah, Sharp, I know, but, but I, th- I think it's the snake bitten by Shaden Sharp deal that really has people freaking out. Whereas I feel like in a normal year, had you not dealt with the Shaden Sharp situation, it'd be like, okay, well four to six months or whatever, says he's going to be good by the beginning of the season, and that's it. You don't think about it anymore. Like, that stinks. He can't participate in summer workouts or whatever, but he's going to be ready for us in the in well, the fall. You also probably worn around for the P.J. Washington injury, the Jared Vanderbilt injury. Like, there's there's there's, been, there's more than Other just – Other goes decisions. Yeah. Hamadou Diallo. There, it, there's a, it's a cumulative effect. It's just kind gotcha. of wearing on people, and that felt like a – there's a lot of chips pushed in, as TJ mentioned, on these freshmen. And to have one seemingly say, well, he's pro- he could miss the beginning of the season. And then like, already putting that out there in June when the roster is even finalized, you're just already. <sighs> yeah, it'd be like one less time Lucy pulling the football away from Charlie Brown. But there's been other ones. But that was the most severe. That was when like Trevor kicked the soccer ball, fell on his back, nearly broke his neck. That was the shade and sharp situation. So if that had never happened, you'd still have reason to maybe be slightly skeptical or think it's weird. Again, when one a media outlet is saying one timeline and the players saying another timeline, 
that's weird. So it'd still be weird, but yeah, I think people would probably be a little bit more lenient. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna be more lenient because you don't really have another choice, and I'll I'll take the kid for his word. I'd be much more concerned if the kid didn't seem interested in wanting to play. It, you know, and Shaden Sharp didn't seem like he necessarily wanted to play. Aaron Bradshaw seems like he does want to play. So I'll default to that. Cross your fingers. Let's hope that I'm right. I feel bad for Cal. This all just sucks, says one texter. He fought for years for player empowerment and nil, and he's gotten absolutely screwed in this era. Clutch saw exactly how it worked out for Sharp, and they're following the same playbook more or less. They waited until every other option at the four was off the table to leak this news. I'm so sick of it. I'm one of the more optimistic fans, but it's hard to see a scenario where he plays a minute for UK. Giovanni and the like will do their part to make sure he's still projected top five in a weak draft class. It's all just so frustrating. Frick! <laughs> I love that he just ended with that. Um, I, I, I think that's a... You probably... I don't know when that text was sent over, probably in the heat of the moment, and I think it's all valid emotions in terms of where UK fans are feeling. And do you feel bad for Cal at all in this, Roush? No. Because... The player empowerment, Manil, and everything—you can, you can use that to your advantage too, and you could have gotten more players. The, it, it is though the. But what if they? What if he was getting squeezed, and they said, "Listen, if you bring in other dudes, if you bring in Hunter Dickinson, Bradshaw's going to go to USC." The part for me is more. Like that's still uh, a cow. You made your bed. You go on it. Like this is what this is what he does. This is what he's done. This is why Kentucky was good early on was getting big personalities with seemingly baggage. I mean, you didn't have the same nil stuff early on that you do now, but that's what made him successful was his ability to juggle all, all of this stuff mm-hmm. and make it work. It like you're nothing. I mean, things have changed, but this is still the same plan that he's always kind of really operated under, and he was very good at it. So, like... Well, Clutch is a different animal. He doesn't well, have his claws in Clutch. We'll see, and that's that's the part that I think is... Like, fool me once, shame on you. Same thing with Xavier Wheeler. You dealt with it with Livingston, and you're willing to do with it again with Bradshaw. And also, remember, Bradshaw signed with Clutch after he committed to UK. Like... If you were if you were really that worried about clutch, which you should have been, because you were you were dealing with him already, could you not have steered him into some other direction? You yeah, know? so that's the point that I don't like. You do think you get to a point where Cal would be like, "I want the best of the best," and Bradshaw is a freak, freakishly good player. But if it keeps us from dealing with this headache, I'll find somebody else. Like I'll go to the transfer portal and get somebody else. They may not necessarily be good as Bradshaw. But it'll still be a plus instead of a negative because we're not having to deal with the headaches of play him at this position. He needs more playing time. Actually, we need to rest him. And I'm not saying that's necessarily what Clutch is doing, but it kind of seems exactly what Clutch is doing, that they're calling the shots on their players and UK is just left out in the cold. You're right. That's something that Cal, and this is kind of different because it's new, so you can't really go back in time and do that. But there's always been influencers, and there's always yes, been there's always been handlers and hanger ons, mm-hmm. and even representation well, from time to time. I mean, there's people he's backed away with because of yeah. all of these red flags. It's just these are a different type of red flag. So like that's the part where, yes, I, I, it's 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 new, 
but also Cal has done this for years. Like you, I, you think he'd be able to sniff it out. Yeah, Texter says any concerns Reeves has about his role should be alleviated by that news. I, I don't know if it, I Texter, I I don't think so. <laughs> Because I still think Reeves' concerns are going to be in the backcourt, not the frontcourt. I get it. You're saying, like, another, hey, that just means the guards are going to have to do all the scoring and they're not really going to have any interior. I get, if you're taking that angle, I understand, but I still think his concerns are not having the ball in his hands enough, which is silly because you had the ball in your hands whenever you wanted last season. And why would you think that's going to be different unless you just think that these two dudes are just significantly better than you, which you should not think? So I think it's unrelated, Texter, but I get where you're going with that. I think Joey Hart and Reed Shepard will be the fan favorites on this year's team. Huh. wonder where they're going with that. Also, I was about the joke, and I'm more intrigued by the fact that this person put a U in favorites. Could they be spelled European. it Canadian. They, they could be European or British. Is there a Canadian listener? It could be Canadian. I saw Jamal Murray. Oops. He tweeted in Canadian this week and asking people what their favorite playoff game was, and mm. he spelled it with a U. Wow, really telling on themselves. That part, that that parade was like fun. Yeah. What would you could say? I don't want to leave parade. Joey, any thoughts on the Joey Hart commitment? Not really. Like, I mean, surprise us, but any if you're getting serious minutes this year, probably in trouble. I don't really. I don't know why you're waiting to commit until after you've showed up on campus. Like, could you That's not? another weird thing UK's like, doing like this do, year. Why, just, like, they did that with, uh, well, they're probably going to end up doing it with Somtos Irel. They did it with Joey Hart. Like, just no commit, and then three days later, you, you get the, it's more news. Like, you're you're elongating the quote-unquote good news, right? Um, but, yeah, it, this is just like a, I hope we don't have to see him too much sort of thing. Because if you do, then that means that the guy's in front of him might stink and um we're not want that to happen yeah it's uh they did with jo- jordan burks too where it's just like don't commit till you're here and moved there, in there has to be like a reason behind that but even in my expert brain you know everybody talks about how smart i am all the time i can't even figure this one out roush i can't either i, I mean like people in that camp were going through joey hart's locker before he was announced a commitment i know it's just what, what are we doing? UK? And stuff still Antonio Reeves locker. I do, I do have something though. The arrows locker. My, my, I'm not sure. My big brain though. I think I figured out what the holdup is. At least for Santos Irel, maybe Antonio Reeves too. We'll yep. discuss after our final break. He's T.J. Walker. I'm Nick Roush. That's Cedu Scooter Kalen. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. What's today? October? Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Head on over to ShadyRays.com for the best polarized sunglasses on the planet. A Kentucky-based company. You'll save 25% at checkout with promo code BIGX. 25% at checkout. Go to ShadyRays.com. Roush, what were you – What you, you've got a theory. 
was trying to figure out why we hadn't heard anything on Santos IRL. All this other stuff's happening. What the hell's going on? And then Antonio Reeves. What the hell's going on? It's all academics. Has to be. For both of them. I think that's confirmed for both at, of them. At least with Cyrell. Yeah, no, he can't. That, that came out. Like, he can't reclassify just yet. Like, he's got to work really hard to get his classes in order, and then he can reclassify. Get to it, Samto. Get to it. I didn't know that actually came out. But I, I thought we were going to get news about him last week. There was a yard sale sign in Lexington that said, Yard sales, and it has a picture of Calipari. It says, more families than UK has players. More families are involved in the in the yard sale. Yeah, that came out about Somto. Okay. And then I think it's just pretty a foregone conclusion that Antonio Reeves is trying to graduate so he can transfer. And if he can't graduate, then I guess he's going to be stuck at UK. Hmm. But that's... There's worse places to be stuck. Scoots, worst place to be stuck than UK. Go. Uh, hell. Mm. Yep. Um, it's true. Jeffersonville. I disagree. Wow. I was stuck here for four years, and I love it. Loved it. Yeah. You moved out of Jeffersonville. Yeah, you didn't proper. love it that much. Yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> I saw, uh, so they've got the riverboat stage here, which is a fun little gimmick they have in Jeffersonville, mm-hmm. where they basically used almost like a flood wall, and they've made it an amphitheater. They've got a, a boat that they've turned into a stage. And when I say a boat, it's, you know, basically fl- floating pontoons, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a big stage. But the, they had, like, a DJ there this weekend, and he was playing um, the shot song. It's like a DJ at or It just didn't... I'm used to seeing, like, old... Uh, like music for old white people and not... Shot, 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 shot. That is not where I thought you were going with that, Roush. Did you not hear who played at that stage on Friday night? Who, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Who was it? Lil John. That, that, so that was actually Lil, Lil John. John. Yeah. I did not recognize <laughs> Snapchat was quick. I was like, is Lil John? Is that? Yeah, he put on a show down there. That's awesome. Good for <laughs> Lil John. What would a Lil John concert just. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, so I Nelly did. Uh, he he did like the summer festival tour and he did a forecastle show, and it was basically just a DJ mixed together his songs and then he would kind of scream behind him and it was it was fun enough, like you're not going there to hear oh they're so great live like you're just right. going to hear their music, so I have a feeling that that's what it was like but, but little John songs are even more just, I mean yeah I mean that's what I was thinking what was he up on stage the whole time like yeah what. Okay. Were, were the Eastside boys there? Like, what? Were they doing the unedited versions of all of their, their, their jams? Because the, some of them are much different than the edited versions. They are. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. What, cool. Good. I mean, just I'm going to a little John concert. 20 years. I mean, that had to be 03, get low, right? I think so. would be 20 years later. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really getting after it. A texture on the Thornton's text line says, our entire season is in flux, but at least Scoot's got a prediction wrong. It will always happen. Yeah! <laughs> I get all kinds of predictions wrong. Oh, I don't know. You were so sure about Joey Hart. <laughs> I'm just trying to ruffle y'all's feathers. Oh, that's what it was. Salt Lake City, we all try better than on a, on a three-star. No offense. 
Salt Lake City Brian here. Lake still drying up. RIP. Who wins the PR battle? Clutch or UK? Not sure the social media person at Clutch is prepared. I don't think they care. I don't think they care. But what's going to be interesting is like the next player UK gets that's with Clutch, what's the reaction going to be? Probably not good. Yeah, yeah. And then what happens when Calipari, he won't be the coach at UK forever, when you get another coach that comes in and they get a player with clutch? Oh, yeah. It's, there's a scarlet letter. Nick Smith Jr. from Arkansas, he was a clutch player. He missed a lot of time with an injury, but he did mm-hmm. come back. He did come back. He did come back. So I, I do think you're going to see Bradshaw play. I, it is all weird. I admit it. I can't even some I'm pretty some again, I was joking about saying that I was smart earlier, but I can sometimes rationalize just different theories. And even though it doesn't won't make sense to me, I can at least see the path here. This one's tough. This one's tough to figure out what the heck's going on. I'm guessing there's a lingering issue that they just want to take care of, but it's weird to have a reporter have one timeline, a player have a different timeline, and almost be somewhat like bitter about that timeline you know he was commenting on instagram saying things that people you know, they're gonna be proven wrong but like the people that are proven wrong are your representations there's the one that are telling that to sham so the situation's weird i still think we'll see him i hate that we're not going to get to see him in canada though that stinks yeah uh, and who knows what we'll see in canada mm-hmm. a lot of guards doing a lot of stuff i guess you know this probably means we won't see a single second of Bradshaw this year. Clutch Sports won't let him play to retain his draft stock. Not sure where the Cats go from here. I don't think so. And But I do think UK is going to add another forward. And I, and I do think when they add another forward, it's going to be somewhat bittersweet because you'll be happy they have another body. Hopefully it'll be a good player. And I, I'm even thinking somebody different than Somto Cyrell, but you're at least going to get him. I think you're going to get somebody else. It's going to be another body. But, Roush, what people are going to do, they're going to be like, oh, Bradshaw's definitely not playing. That's why they brought in so-and-so. And I don't. Th- I, I, I think Bradshaw's going to play. And I think UK's going to add some more players. I certainly hope so. Happy Father's Day to Rick Nausch and the Sports Talker. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. It was a great day. Went yes, indeed. too quickly. Yeah, really was a nice day. TJ, how about your pops getting that free cheddar cheese on the Reds over and wins? Oh yeah, he's he's got it made. Do we do we know what his number was? I think it was sixty five and a half. So he's Jeez. halfway there. Yeah, halfway he's in, home. He's in a pretty good spot. And again, he he's he's hopped on the bandwagon too. He'll again he'll text me about Reds wins and walk offs and stuff like that. And they won on his birthday last night, so nice. he's excited about that. Oh, he shares a birthday with and my he father. He listens to Cincinnati radio stations too, so like he probably should have just always been a Reds fan. Uh, the Reds are uh, one and a half run favorites tonight. They just took it down though off Vegas. Uh oh. Is it time for to bet the streak to come to an end? Scoots? No. Oh no. Are They're playing just... the Rockies. Rockies are garbage. Okay. And they just swept the Astros and the Dodgers? you kidding me, Ralph? I'm just saying, though, it's going to come to an end eventually. They didn't sweep the Dodgers. Well, they lost one. They won the series, though. Um, Kind of surprising. Tennessee is a favorite over LSU. I'm not sure who else he's pitching. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Skeens is not pitching. Uh, He he won the first one against Tennessee. I'm still taking LSU, though. They kind of blew that one last night against Wake Forest, unfortunately. That was a heck of a game. I still think that them or Florida are probably the best teams – 
obviously Wake Forest there as well. But I, yeah, I, I was surprised by that line as well. I, I hopped on LSU. Minus one ten money on mm-hmm. the, finding, and I hopped on Oral Roberts. It's kind of a little parlay with the two. Oh, 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 oh nice. Come on, a little cheddar tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be fun. I bet Tennessee when I was doing the Rutherford show yesterday. I bet them live money line when they were down four two and uh, twenty five dollar bet paid seventy five. Nice. The benefits we don't get because we don't get to bet live yep. in Kentucky. In due time. In due time. Oh Nick, I have no idea what your hashtag means, but the only thing I can come up with is, are the Orioles better than the Reds? Hashtag A-T-O-B-T-T-R. How close am I, LOL? Did you mess, did you mess up the hashtag? No, I have it right. The person just doesn't know what it is. That is so oh, funny. And this one belongs to the Reds. Because you have the actual, the Reds. Okay. you get the little Cincinnati logo after you tweet it, too. They add that. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just look it up, but but I, I do thought, like I thought you maybe, to figure it out. I thought that you maybe messed it up just with not you know being new to the being new. Oh yeah. yeah, I could very well see it, but I, and I do have to kind of sound it out. Uh, but I still remember the first time I saw maybe Derek Terry or you know mm-hmm. early on when that hashtag was getting some play, and um, eventually the the Marty Brenneman having. Here in his house, it's like, oh, because he says after each one, and this one belongs to the Reds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a nice little victory uh, victory kind of sign. It is. Yeah. it's uh, Baseball teams have their little things. The Cubs fly the W. The Reds, they have all their fans tweet. Those. Got the Yankees broadcaster. He's pretty famous, too. What does he say, Ralph? He does, right. he does uh, the Yankees win! See him get hit in the face with a foul yeah, ball. I knew, was, I, I, knew what they, I knew what they were doing. I knew what he did. I just wanted to hear you do it. That, you, did uh, you did great, Scoot. Yeah, that video of him getting hit in the face was – I hated to laugh at it because he's 84 years old, but my gosh, his reaction. Just the way he backed away from the mic. Ow! Ow! That looked like it hurt really no, bad. it hit me. Glad he was okay. Who that Cats fan tweets into the show says, I know this is just being negative, but I don't see Bradshaw playing. If he has a foot injury, those can be so problematic. That said, I'm intrigued by what's looking like the Dollar Tree version of the Golden State Warriors. Just all guards. Not much inside. Draymond Green declined his player option, which is kind of weird to see. That is weird. Um, I'm sure he probably knows the situation team, better than we team, do. Team probably had to tell him to do that, right? Because no player is going to decline a $28 million option. If it's not up to the team, it's why it's a player yeah. option. Yeah, I know, like but then, somebody within the team had to tell him, hey, Draymond, we don't, we're kind of done with you if you just want to decline that player option. And then I'd be like, no, I want that money. But he, I think, thinks he can get more money elsewhere. That's Which ignorant. Is really they also ignorant. said that they'd be open to sign and trade. You got People forget that NBA money, you got to spend it. And teams do. You always get those deals where you're just like, who? They're giving $40 million to this guy? Uh, he won't get $40 million, but who that Cats fan uh, continue, or no, to answer your tweet, foot problems are super concerning, especially for big guys. You see it be a factor all the time, but that could work in UK's favor in the sense that if he can't play this season, I mentioned this earlier in the show, if he can't play this season, NBA teams are going to be like, all right, well, this kept you out from June to all the way here. We've got some concerns about that foot too. So it could be in his best interest and clutches to be able to showcase that he actually can play and the foot is okay if you want to look at a different angle of it. That doesn't mean that that's right or that's how it's going to play out. It, I just think 
if the kid's saying he's going to play and he's going to be back sooner than later, I'll default to the kid. But Shaden Sharp mentioned playing. <laughs> um, so we'll see. John here. Good morning, everyone. Wow, the Bradshaw story is crazy, but in the end, he will play. Fingers crossed, my friends. But hey, I think we all have been hearing awesome reports about Sumto as a big that could reclass. And Cal, we trust, right? I think a lot of people aren't trusting him as much, John. I believe the last few <laughs> weeks, Cal and Saf are doing a pretty darn good job finalizing the roster. Do you all agree? We'll got to go talk to you later. No, no. Yeah. No, doesn't no. feel finalized at all. It feels almost more in flux than it did a month ago somehow. I, I, I mean, I appreciate your optimism most times, John, but like, it, I mean, relatively speaking, I mean, they're at least getting players, yes, but uh, was Joey Hart something to warm your heart? Yeah. It, it's. It's been a mess of an offseason, John. You know I like Cal as well, but there's it's been a mess of an offseason. They don't seem like they've really known. If they've had a plan, it doesn't show in the slightest. But the beauty of the same thing I was saying in like early April, there's still, shockingly, shockingly, there's still time to figure this out and put together a team that we feel like could be you know top 20, top 15. And if you're in that ballpark, you'll with the talent UK will have, you'll have a chance. But the only other counter argument is he's like the freshman that he got. He knows that they're going to be great, and he's cool rolling with them. It's just got to kind of round out a few players to practice and do that sort of deal. But then one of your star freshmen now may be out for the start of the season. May not. We don't know. So it doesn't seem like they've had a plan. It doesn't seem like they've been in control, and it's been disappointing because there is truth to this freshman class at UK probably being awesome and providing a lot of fun moments for us. How did you not? surround them with the right pieces or complete the roster, that's disappointing. Turkey Bolt, Thorny Pines, says one texter. Hmm. You know who else is struggling right now? Scoots and his recruiting picks. I thought Joey Hart was a locked Indiana. Wow, suck it, Scoots. I, I really didn't think I'd get this much heat on it. It's just an opinion, y'all. We need, no, we need... it was not an opinion. You guaranteed it. <laughs> yeah, we need more Scoots guarantees. I'll see what I can do. Right. Well, then he's just going to come back and be like, it was just an opinion. <laughs> Roush, welcome to the Reds family, says Ah, uh, feels good to be back. The last time I was excited watching baseball, it was the 2013 NLDS where the Reds had a 2 nothing lead coming back home. They had never lost three straight games at home all year. My roommates were Reds fans. They had NLCS tickets. They're from Cincinnati. Their family came down to like watch the games with us, and mm. they've lost three straight at home for the first time oh. all season. Yeah. Has a way of scarring you. Yeah. 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 I can see that. Uh, red Sox, more like Red Pox. I don't know what that texture's doing. It's the same texture that sent the turkey bolt and thorny pines. Uh, probably just drinking, potentially. <laughs> um, who that cats fan follows up on Twitter says, I think you make a good, you make a good point, but I think clutch would have him prove his foot. Isn't an issue with the pre-draft and combine stuff. No, you're exactly right. That could be it too. I hope you're right. Everyone says he's a good kid. I just think once you're in clutches, clutches, that you don't <laughs> have, you don't get a lot of say. And I do think that part of the like clutches thing is you may not like us, but when you get paid, you'll love us. And again, Chris Livingston seemed like he was a big competitor would always kind of bet on himself, put himself in tough situations. Betting on yourself would have been coming back for a sophomore season and really improving your draft stock. But Clutch made him some promises, I think, or told him they'd get some promises. And 
they had their clutches in Livingston to the point that they won out Livingston. And I'm not saying Livingston was like begging to come back to UK. I don't know that to be true, but I think if it wasn't for clutch, I bet he probably would have. Um, and that's just, that's just an opinion. And you're right about they, they may just prove that it's foot's okay and the workouts and stuff like that. That's worst case scenario. Let's hope that doesn't happen, but you'd be naive to not think it's a possibility. Um, just my opinion. I think he'll play. Who that Cats fan? You could be a hundred percent right. You could be totally right about all this. Uh, and the people that were saying all that about Shaden Sharp along the way, they ended up being totally right about all yep, that. Yep. Whew. Playing catch up and listening to Friday's podcast on the Family Feud topic. If you were to each make a team, have you thought about which family members you would pick and which would get who would get cut from the roster? Good question. Good question. question. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, we like every Louisville family. My late grandmother, she like tried out with some people and they got like, you all get the, like, you all have made it through to the next round. We'll call you when you're on the show and, and never, never got a got call. It. And yeah. I've heard like that from dozens of other people. So I guess they just, I don't know. I don't know how they do their, their old rigmarole. Um, let's see. I'd have, I just, I, sorry, mom, I love you, but you'd be too much of a liability for just some horrible <laughs> answers. So you're cut. Brother would be on. Brother-in-law. Here's the thing, though. You have to have a nice age range. You do, and that's like that's the thing. Is am I am I really trying to win, or am I trying to be like a cutesy family on TV? In which case, my mom would be good. She'd, See, be, she'd be good that, TV. That, like my my mom would have some off the wall answer that would actually be right. You know, where it's just uh, only her brain could be that one uh-huh. missing piece. Which that, that's why this game's tough. It is tough. Um, my brother, me. I'll throw my mom in there, and then. I'll just I'll do I'll do my my sister. She wouldn't be great though either. <laughs> what about you, Scoots? Uh, yeah, my s- my sister is not making the cut. Opa absolutely is yeah. making the cut. He he's a wealth of knowledge. Um, I'd probably bring my mom. She knows a lot of weird stuff. And then I don't know. I'd, I maybe I'd go with if if my nephews were a little older, I'd bring one of them because they would get the younger generation part of it. And then I don't know, maybe my dad. Although I, I feel like he would be due for a bad answer every every round too. There you have it. Another texter just said Brendan, and with a question mark. <laughs> That's our show. Uh, hope to see some folks down there at Park Mammoth tomorrow morning, and then hit the links with us afterwards. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kelly. Have a good Tuesday. See you at Park Mammoth. Woo.